Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energy Joys. Ross, the Mixed Martial Arts Show is back. Bow, 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 bow. You better believe it. Elbows are in at the moment, you know what I mean? That's how you, that's how you shake someone's hand now. Have you done that to someone yet? An elbow? Yeah, it's weird, no? Yeah, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, how, how much do you rub off each other? That's the question. Yeah, true, true, true. Void <laughs> Island, it's, he, it's here, it's been, it's happened again tonight. Like, unbelievable, no? Man, and it's so good, Pete's loving it. But I hear, I have to start off, right? Last week's show, myself, Ian, and Ross did the show. Um, myself and Ross ended up getting seven right. And Ian got five right, but I was disputing, saying that I, I should have won because Ross backed uh, Yuri to be Volcan and that leveled out. But uh, you know what I mean? Like these things happen, man. These things happen. Man, you backed Volcan. You said you'd seen him more, and you thought he was going to win. I know. He actually was winning at one stage. <laughs> man, <laughs> winning, winning a seven-minute fight doesn't say a lot. I know, man. Yeah, especially when you're like. <laughs> I was winning. winning until the first punch was thrown. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is why we love doing these shows. Uh, Floyd Island was back, man. Uh, obviously, we, we do our shows every Wednesday. Uh, we'll see whether that changes in the future. But there is certain things we want to go over. Obviously, we're not going to go massively into depth about the cards. I'm sure other people have broken it down. But uh, we are going to discuss the winners and uh, who they could face next. Uh, also, there is UFC on tonight as well. So we're just going to be briefly looking over that card as well. Because if you end up watching this tomorrow, you're going to be like, oh, I know the results. And there is also UFC on Saturday as well. So uh, we're going to be going over all the good shit, Roscoe. Basmo, I think what we should do is we should discuss the main the fights on the main card of UFC 251. And then we'll say whoever's going to fight next after we've discussed the fights themselves. Okay. Right, but then we start off with Paige Van Zandt versus uh, Rebas. Uh, yeah, Amanda Rebas went in there, uh, made a big statement uh, getting the armbar win, obviously attacking Paige's arm, who has had that previously broken and has had multiple surgeries, I think, on, on the one arm. I don't think her first surgery was successful. Paige is now out of the UFC. Uh, Rebas is looking like a top contender uh, down in strawweight, so fair play, Amanda Rebas. Yeah, do you know what? When Paige got in there, had an arm choke, I was like, uh-oh, because like, we know her arm is, is like, it's not it a Yeah, and I'm sure that went through a branch straight away. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously now, Paige, it is out of the UFC. It might, might be forever, but um, there, there's something about when you're watching with fighters, like you can tell Rebass is a murderer, and Paige is just like, she's too nice. I think she's, I just believe she's, like, I believe that she got into MMA for like the health and the fitness and the, being part of a team and then she won and then got pushed because she's so good looking. But um, when you're up with their big, big dogs, it's, you're with some actual certified killers. Yeah. Great, great win for Rebass all the same though and uh, hopefully she can grow her career on the back of Paige Van Zandt. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's also very good looking as well. I didn't know that. So uh, that could be... It's almost, like, it's almost like the passing of the torch one in, yeah. one in, one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in France, how, how long... Would you would you say a, like a, on average a career would be in the UFC? I think like the average career is about four fights long. You know what I mean? Because so many fighters have like two fights and they're gone. You know what I mean? That's the thing. But uh, you know what, Paige Van Zandt, like she sort of talked about how how she wasn't making a lot of money and how I think she only made like forty eight grand for this fight um, off the UFC. But like she's made so much money 
off the back of the UFC and her name, like Dancing with Stars. Like that was because of the UFC. Yeah. And she's doing a very good job making her own money outside the cage, which is, you know, a lot to be noted for. But everyone's so quick to bash the UFC and like they don't pay the fire as well. And we're not going to sit here and go, UFC pay the fighters incredibly well because uh, they don't pay them a fair amount. But what they do is they give a massive platform to people like Paige Van Zandt to go and get the job done. And like she's made, I can only assume, millions off the back of it. Yeah, exactly. And then where does she live again? Um, Denver? No. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, no, uh, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, near Chelsea. So yeah. like the, the, she's not living the high life, glitz and glam. Mm. in LA you know yeah exactly so like fair play to her look I wish her all the best who knows maybe she'll uh, find Bellator and come over to Dublin yeah exactly and yeah. see her again be like oh Paige our mate <laughs> <laughs> and Austin shout out Austin yeah um, yeah also in the build up to that shit people are just writing mad messages to her saying like just mad sexual things and uh, were they yeah, and like um, Austin on Instagram like, or Twitter, yeah, like it's everything, and uh, it, it just sort of like gives the fans a bit of a bad name. I know it happens in football as well, and up, but it's more racism rather than being like Wayne Rooney. You're so good looking, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you start like sexualizing, I know I said she was good looking, but like when we when we talk about that, I mean like she marketable, yeah, marketable. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, just send them all these like vulgar messages and it just it just makes them make for us look like absolute creeps. So uh shout out Jay Cadwell for sending them messages. <laughs> well, I'm joking. Uh what's next for Rebass Ross? We're doing that at the end, man. Oh very, very end. Okay, oh, yeah, you. we're gonna yeah. do all the fights and then the end. Okay, so myself and Ross and Ian all were correct that we oh no, sorry, Ian got that one wrong. Ian thought Paige is gonna win. But uh, myself and Ross You're gonna hear a lot of that. Yeah, myself and Ross thought Rebass was gonna win. <laughs> Uh, we're going to the next fight. Jessica Andrade lost Rose Namajunas by decision. Uh, Rose is after getting that win back. What you make of that win, Ross? Rose Namajunas is actually so like beautiful to watch. I don't mean in, in terms of her looks this time. Like her footwork is incredible. Her movement, the way she pops out that jab. I think her jab might be one of the best jobs in all of MMA, regardless of gender. Uh, she got the job done. Andrade actually looked quite good in this fight as well. I'm not going to lie. Um, she sort of had a lot of head movement going on, but it was also just bobbing the head as opposed to there was very little coming with the bobs, if you know what I mean. So, like, there, there needs to be more output with all the head movement going, going with it. She did very well in the third round. She changed around. She won the third round, but it wasn't enough. Rose Namajunas, she got the nod there. Massive win for her to get that one back, especially considering she lost her title to um, Jessica Andrash. So, yeah. fair play to Rose. Big fan of her work as well. Pat Barry, well done in her corner. Getting her ready for this one. On the Rose. And you know what? She's also someone who's like severely struggled with her mental health and stuff like that. So, it's great to see her back in the wing column and doing what she loves. Yeah. Jesus, that was a bit touching there. Uh, myself, yourself, Annie and all thought Rose has been. I specifically have written down here a decision from you as well. So, you got that one right. Uh, then, in the first, uh, first total fight that we're going to discuss... First of all, what a fight. Peter Yan defeating Jose Aldo in the fifth round with TKO. Um, Ross, what did you make of this fight? And second of all, what did you make of the ending? Okay, so two parts about this fight. 
I actually thought Aldo looked very, very good in this fight for the first maybe three and a half rounds. Uh, it was a bit strange because I, I don't know if I was going to say he was winning, but I thought maybe he was 2-1 two, two up after three rounds. Uh, I thought Jan won the first round and then Aldo won the second and the third. Uh, Jan landed that big shot at the end of the first round, which stunned Aldo and nearly had him out there. But I thought Aldo came back. It was, it was quite strange when you're, they were landing their shots like Aldo would land like a, few, a good combination with a body kick and you'd be like, geez, that was slick by Aldo. But when Jan landed, maybe something even slightly less than Aldo did, I thought it did more damage to Aldo. I thought Aldo's years weared on him in that fight. Yeah. And I thought as the rounds went on, especially the end of the fourth round, uh, when Jan landed those big shots, I mean, Jose Aldo was coming out half KO'd in the fifth round. And then when Jan... He sort of, you know, took him down, or well, sorry, knocked him down, and then it it was a merciless beating, wasn't it? It really, really was. I think it went on for about fifty seconds too long. Yeah. Um. Again, referee Leon Roberts probably going to come under a lot of criticism, but at the end of the day, this is Jose Allo, a man who's fought more five round title fights than potentially anyone else in the UFC roster to date. Uh, he is an absolute incredible champ and he was trying his best to give him every opportunity to be in there he also was trying to move position and defend themselves but the strikes were coming in too too hard and too fast yeah I agree with them coming in too hard but then just when the ref was about to stop it like it, they moved position it was sort of like yeah. you needed that like more rapid punches rather than like the, the like like a yeah. one Two, three, like a referee in the yeah. in, in WWE, you know, you needed more like bang, 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 and then like off. Look, but, it, uh, it definitely did it did go on a bit too long, but look, Peter Yan made a massive statement there. Yeah, because oh, I don't think I was a Peter Yan believer going into that fight. Did I pick Aldo? You picked Aldo. Yeah, oh, because his last big win was off your Roy Faber. He he obviously uh, knocked out your Roy Faber. Hard thing to do, but if you put the two resumes against each other, I was, I was like. I was almost saying that Aldo's split decision loss, or a lot of people thought Aldo won to Marais, was more impressive than Jan beating Uriah Faber. That's the way I sort of viewed it. So that's why I favoured Aldo. Aldo had some moments of class in that fight. He did. Um, I don't think he's going to retire, but I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing him get back in there. But again, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, the wear and tear definitely set in as the fight went on. I think at the beginning... Jan was giving Aldo a lot of respect, which you yeah. can understand because, like, obviously, Jan trained with Aldo years ago and he'd look up to him. He used to be also a featherweight champion, so a division above for people that didn't know. But uh, as Jan got into it, his like combinations and sort of trickery the way he can give like the spinning elbows. Also, oh, shout Aldo. out to uh, Peter Jan's striking coach, who's actually Irish. He uh, trains out of uh, Tiger Muay Thai over in Thailand. I thought he was Northern Irish. He had a, he had a real... Well, yeah, yeah, Northern Irish, but like, he's an Irishman. He's a proud Irishman. Yeah, yeah, I know. I actually noticed that as well. It was actually meant to bring it up in the last show because I saw him in bed as well. I was like, what? Does he matter? But does, Jan doesn't even speak English, really. But uh, as time went on, you could tell years of, of combat action weighing in on Aldo. But uh, what are you drinking, man? Cup of tea, man. Such a lie, man. But... Uh, <laughs> but uh, man, an Irish cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, Jan's the real deal, man. He is. Jan, Jan is the real deal, man. I was impressed. Uh, it's Jan Island. 
Oh, that was, that was great. It was great to see. Uh, that was a pr- proper fight. Um, I had it down for a fight at night. I didn't win it, but uh, it was a great fight to watch. Uh, so in that one, I thought Yam would win, and Ross and Ian both thought Jose Aldo would win. But uh, then we go into co-main event of the evening. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky defeated Max Holloway. Ross, this went to decision. This was so... Did he, though? Did he really fe- defeat him? Let's get into it, man. Oh, here, Joe, I'll tell you first what I think, and then you get into yeah. it, because you know the real deal. Watching it back, I thought Holloway was 2-0 up, and I was like, all right, cruising. Then the third one was a bit like... Volkanovski sort of... I think he sort of robbed it with a takedown. Because you have to look at how he won, you know? Then the fourth one, I think he won that as well. And then the fifth one, he won with a takedown as well. I, I was actually like, Volkanovski won that, but I'm sort of like... You could give it either way. It wasn't. I don't think it was robbery. Or, uh, no, I don't think the term of robbery. Uh, the robbery term is thrown around so lightly these days. And I was like, he was robbed. He was robbed. Well, I think the two most decisive rounds in the fight were round one and two, where Holloway dropped Volkanovski twice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with that. So he so won like, by a distance almost. Yeah. I think like they were they were obvious rounds. It was like it was like Max Holloway. El Champione in the first two rounds. Right? And then Jericho. Three. Is that a Jericho AEW reference? No. Oh. <laughs> El Champione. Chris, Chris Jericho calls himself El Champion in AEW. Oh, oh, Sorry, oh no, no. El Champione. Shout out to Sean O'Kelly. You'll know that. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, and then round three. I scored it for Max personally, but like, if you score it for Volkanovski, Whatever. I thought round four was actually more definitely Volkanovski, and I thought round five was closer closer again. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of people go round five. It's because Volkanovski like, finished on top of Max Hall- Holloway, and that was your like leaving image of the round. Yeah, but the round's not over, over till it's over. It's like United. Like Lindelof nearly got man in the match, and then because he didn't mark Michal Obafemi, someone said... <laughs> Hope of Henry Martin's the son. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't get man the match, so it's not over till the fat lady sings, as one would say. And oh, I know, fat- yeah, but like I think a lot of times in MMA and MMA recently, people weigh too heavy on a takedown. But a takedown only should only count as something if you do something with the takedown. Yeah, but this comes down to the refs as well, Ross. As well, you know what I mean? It, the refs are like well, the judges. On, oh, sorry, judges. Yeah. They are like, oh, he is on top. Check. Well, I was listening to weighing in. With Big John McCarthy and our mate, Josh, the Punk Thompson. And John McCarthy said he wrote the MMA rule book and he knows who won the fight with the criteria. And he says Max Holloway definitely won that fight. I'm not saying Volkanovski definitely won the fight. I'm not saying Max Holloway definitely won the fight. But because I knew the result going in and watching, it was, it's, it's almost easier to watch then, you know? Because when you're, you're sort of watching, you're watching it saying like, yeah, point for Volkanovski, yeah, point yeah, for Volkanovski. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're watching a fight, a five-round fight, when you're going into it, you never really think it's going to go to decision. You know I mean? You never really, like when you're watching a football match, you never like draw. You're like hoping one will win. You know, you're like, hopefully this mm. is a draw, lads. So it's all of a sudden in the third and then the fourth round, you're like, oh shit, who's actually winning the rounds? You know, then, then you're yeah. sort of trying to remember because I don't, I don't write down like round one, like because obviously I'm not the judge. Mm. I wanted Max Holloway to win. You wanted Max Holloway to win. I think they're going to have to do it again at some stage because this, 
this chapter is not finished because mm. both fights Max Holloway could say he won. But like, look at the way Dominic Reyes, he lost to John Jones and he could be the current heavyweight mm. champion. Yeah, but you know what I saw a lot of online? Or oh, to be the champion, you have to beat the champion. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to be the champion decisively. You say that all the time. No. <laughs> no, don't. Is that not I'm the tattoo like, you got in, in Creed 09? The leaving are all day. <laughs> no. But like, I'm just like, I'm just like, you should be able to, you know, win three rounds and lose two rounds against the champion and then be like, you're the winner. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to like, blow the champ out of the water to get the job done. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, at the end of the day, going into the fight, the judges shouldn't be like, well, he's the champ. They should be like, fighter A and fighter B. But they also know who the UFC want to hold the belt. Like, during the fight, you can see, like, Steve Austin was tweeting, like, uh, Kyler? Tyler, Tyler Murray? Kyler. I don't know who... who the Falcons, who, the quarterback, the small guy. Matt Ryan. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, the NFL Kyler players Murray, went number one. He went number one in the, the draft last year, the quarterback. Okay, I didn't see the draft last year. <laughs> okay, says your man that owns the Madden franchise. But uh, yeah, like the big, the, the, net, the, the most famous of like Travis Barker from uh, Blink 182. These were all. Uh, all the sleds are tweeting. From Max Holloway. They were like, oh, Max Holloway. But um, obviously, Max Holloway is nice. Kyler Murray. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Man, you were saying the Atlanta Falcons, man. Matt Ryan. Let me no, down, man. No, that's a touchdown. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like Max Holloway, like obviously he's best mate to Drake. Like, I mean, you wanted Holloway to get back in this and then. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't letting Drake take a photo before the fight. No, Drake wasn't. He wasn't playing a gig at uh, Abu Dhabi. But. Uh, yeah. But. Um, <laughs> but, like, what happens from here on out, Ross? You know I mean? Like, obviously, I don't think you could call it a robbery, but going into. The, the fourth round, Max Holloway was definitely winning two one, according to yeah. the majority of the fans. What happens? Yeah, but some some had, some had three three one. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I don't no, know. I, could, I think I can see it both sides. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to that after after we discuss the main event. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah. Kamaru Usman defeated Jorge Masvidal in the ultimate oh, yeah. foot stamping competition. Sorry, in that in the Volkanovski Holloway fight, we both, me, you, and Ian, all top Volkanovski win as well. Okay. Yeah, well, I feel like I feel like I should have got that wrong. I should have got that right, and then won the whole competition. <laughs> <sighs> Stop, it's shocking, wasn't it? Uh, what did you make of uh, Kamara Usman's foot stomping uh, <laughs> fight against Jorge Masvidal? I think he, I think he did something like ninety foot stomps. It was the most amount of foot stomps in UFC history. The amount of memes I saw of like a bruised foot said Jorge Masvidal's foot the next day. <laughs> Yeah, because when you're looking at Masvidal after the fight, he's barely any marks in him. Now, he didn't interview Well, he sort of had a, a big mark on his head. Yeah, it, like, I mean, but like, after doing five rounds with the champ, it wasn't like. It was, yeah, it wasn't absolute. Head in the blender. Annihilation, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't you Yoani and Jacek versus Wei Li Zhang. No. Oh, my God. But, uh, <laughs> touch wood. But, uh, what's going into this. Obviously, Masvidal had to do something major. Um, six days notice against Usman, who's like, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, the best in the division. 
it's going to be rock hard yeah. to get the belt off him because he because he knows how um, he's a grinder. Yeah, yeah. He it's not pretty, but no. it's a very effective. But it's very effective. It's going to pay the bills, and he's thirty two, thirty three now. I think it is, and he hasn't got much longer left. But he will do if he stays at that sort of rate. And uh, when you're the champion, you need to be. Someone needs to come in and beat you, and then looking at that list now, I don't know who can come in. Ross, yeah, well, Usman's probably making a cool millie every fight, you know what I mean? And like, he's taking very little damage. Yeah, uh, you think he won many fight. fans after that? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I don't think uh, there'll be people clamoring to buy the pay per view either, uh, his next pay per view. But as I said, look, he got the job done. Yeah. Uh, he was very effective in the clinch. Um, I was very impressed with him as well as takedown defense and his ability to get back up to his feet. But at the end of the day, Usman, I'm going to say Usman them. Uh, I saw a lot of people say Usman ragdolled them, but I think he only got like five takedowns in the fight and he didn't hold him down for like five rounds. He wasn't throwing him around the house. He was sort of just holding him up against the fence, doing his foot stamps. And Look, that was enough to get the job done. Fair play to Usman. But I think if Jorge goes about and he wins two, there could be a rematch down the line at some stage. You know what I mean? No. But, uh, Barry, what do you think of the fight? I'm so, like, so disappointed that Masvidal didn't win. I know the, stat, the, the cards were totally stacked against him. But, like... As a fan, I, I, I just wanted it to be Masvidal one, and because you just, and then obviously I want the Holloway to win as well. So you get the stars back holding the belts. Mm. But um, it was very disappointing as well because not no one, even in the build to the fight, no one was really watching Usman interviews. No one really gave a shit what Usman said. No offense to Usman because like in terms, of- I, I think in the post fight interview on ESPN or wherever it was, uh, Kamara Usman's post fight had. 300,000 views on YouTube and Jorge Masvidal's had 2 million. Yeah, I remember Ben Askren, Slayton Usman saying he's retired and he had 500,000 on ESPN, 500,000 views and Usman had like 170,000. But like, I mean, I, I even think people are bored of us talking about Usman right now as well. There's nothing about yeah, him, that, so, there's, there's nothing about him that, that you're like, I really like. Like, I mean, mm. obviously he's, what he's done with his career is brilliant. Like, and I, like, I appreciate watching someone striving to work hard it's just remember he was like I only fought 70% I only fought 20% in this fight yeah it's that and the other I think I think for us doing these shows and then having to stay up till like 5 6 a.m. in the morning for a foot stomp session it just it, it's you're like you, it really first of all it really you know what he, he, he might actually end up putting himself lower on the card you know that yeah I think that's definitely as, it, definitely. as in like if Sean O'Malley became bantamweight champion. He he go ahead him. He'd be below Khabib on a card by his weight class. Yeah, I mean, he's actually he's actually less impressive than Tyrone Woodley. He's somehow eclipsed Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, for not wanting to see him. It's, I, 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 and I feel harsh saying that, but like, and I'm sure he's a great guy with his family and everything. But you want to see you want to see excitement. Like the Jan Aldo, like gave you everything you wanted and more. Mm. You know what I mean? It really lived up to high. Holloway Volkanovski went the whole five rounds. They both put their. They both went for it. It was great to watch. And then it's just like, pitters out. Yeah, we redid. We yeah. redid. So Ross, but, but Basma, we're now going to move into 
the new segment of the show, which I love, and it's going to be called What's Next? I think Pissing does that. That's a real Pissing thing. Okay, what's next? Yeah, for it. So, uh, we're going to start off in the strawweight division. Um, obviously, Paige Van Zandt, she's probably going to go to Bellator. Yeah. Amanda Rebest. Oh, I can see her maybe fighting uh, Chicha Torres next, maybe. What do you think of those? What do you think of those two options? Jonas Rebas is just fresh in. Um, I don't really know who to call for her. Net, like, I think maybe Michelle Waterson might be a good point as well. Like, if you're really trying to build Rebas as a star, it's like back to back, well known straw weights. That's a good point. She also just like finished Paige and got her down so quickly that you didn't mm. really get to see anything else. And also, she came with a cutter off her head as well, Rebas or a bullet mm. in her nose, I think it was. But, uh, yeah, Paige is unfortunately going to be gone. Um, although she's been less shown off mm. in the UFC world for a, a while. I know she came off that injury. Yeah. There we have it. Yeah. Um, now we have two massive strawweight clashes coming off this one. Rose Namunas is going to fight back for the gold. She is going to fight Jay Wei or Wei Liu Jing. Wei Ling Zhang. Wei Ling Zhang. Yeah. Uh, I never know what to say, which uh, name to say first. Uh, she's going to fight her uh, for the straw white belt. That'll probably be also on Fight Island. Be dying to see that one. Hopefully, uh, Rose's eye heals up nice and fast. Uh, she's got a, a nasty china there. And Jessica Andrade should fight Joanna Young Jacek again. They're the two fights I like coming off that fight. What do you think of that, Basmo? I'd be up for that. It makes sense to have Rose fight Wei Li, Wei Li Zhang fresh. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, she's she's just better than Jessica Andrade, so that's gonna be a that's gonna be a huge test for Wei Li Zhang. Something definitely I'm looking forward to because Wei Li is actually fucking class. I'm like call a spade a spade there. Uh, Jessica Andrade versus Joanna Jacek. Joanna is just like it nailed it. Uh, I did, oh. She lost the Rose twice, didn't she? Yeah. And she lost the Whaley. And she lost to Shevchenko. And she lost to Shevchenko. Like she's. But she beat Jessica Andrade last time she fought her. I know, man. But it's. Uh, it, and she beat Michelle Waterson. She's almost turning into Jose, the Jose Aldo of the division. Even though Jose Aldo dropped down, but you get my drift. Just sort of no man's land. You're not really going to get a title shot. But... Yeah, but when she fought uh, Wei Li Zhang for the t- title, it was close and some people thought you had a one. <sighs> Gone by looks. I don't agree with that. But yeah, I, I just don't know how, how long Joanna is going to have left in her because she was in that silk sheet category and now she's sort of forgotten about and I'd say that's really hard to deal with. Going through yeah, but don't battles. think a win over Andrade gets her like right back in the mix. Yeah, but I, don't, I just don't see her holding the gold again unless some of the girls actually just retire. And she's been through a lot of battles, like, whereas like Boyle mm. is fresh. Let's see what happens. And then what? Then we move into the first of our title fights, Piotr Jan. Uh, I think it's sort of written in the stars that he fights Aljamain Sterling next. Uh, how how come Dana White won't confirm that? By the way, that people are going on and on and on about this. Is there a chance Henry Cejudo could come out? 
I don't think it's Henry Cejudo at all. I think UFC are sneakily thinking of making Cody Garbrandt versus Piotr Jan. Those two are going back and forth a lot. And if UFC is looking to sell a few pay-per-views, I think if you put Cody Garbrandt in the pay-per-view limelight uh, ahead of Aljamain Sterling, it probably sells a lot more. Oh. Look, on merit, Aljamain Sterling like, could not be any more than a one contender. Apparently, they're looking at doing Garbrandt versus Marlon Marais, though, in August. I wouldn't be surprised if they did Jan versus Aljamain Sterling somewhere around the same time, maybe September. I think if you really want to give Jan the rub of the green, you wait for Khabib to come back and you put him on the same card as Khabib. Oh, the two Russians. 600%. Yeah, so put the I think two Russians back, on the same card. By the way, that fight was so good the way. It was such like, like a Muay Thai stand-up fight as well. Mm. You know, the way they were sort of like, oh, it was just uh, oh, so good. Like. As for Jose Aldo, uh, my personal preference on Aldo would be if he fought Dominic Cruz next. Two absolute legends of the game. Uh, if he's going to stay down at bantamweight, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, the only thing is, he's two losses now at bantamweight, so like he has a very long road to the title. As opposed to, you know what I mean? I almost think you're better off mixing it back up at featherweight. I think he, you know, we'll get to the featherweight title picture now in a minute. But I actually think there's a higher chance of someone else coming in at a featherweight winning the belt that's not named Holloway or Volkanovski than there is of. Oh, they'll get another bantamweight shot. So you'd almost like to see Aldo versus Volkanovski? No, I'm not. No, I don't, I don't want to see Aldo versus Volkanovski. But I think he might have a faster road back to the featherweight belt than he would to the bantamweight belt. Well, it seems like Aldo's biggest problem is going into the later rounds. Mm. Oh no, definitely his cardio and, seems to dwindle in the later rounds, and then he's more susceptible for a knockout. Yeah, but do you think that's because of wear and tear over time, or do you think that's because he he was down at bantamweight? I think it's a bit of both because the same thing was sort of happened to him at uh, featherweight. But uh, look, we'll sort of get into the featherweight uh, discussion. But like, he wasn't getting like KO'd in featherweight, but like, come rounds four and five, you can say it, that there again. was like there was a takeover. Although Max Holloway was able to get him out of there uh, in the late rounds as well. So it's interesting to see. Um, well, maybe we'll discuss the featherweight uh, title fight. Uh, where they go next. Uh, I'd like to see Volkanovski fight the Korean Zombie. Uh, they're having a bit of beef back on online now. Yeah, I think it's a good fight. I think uh, Korean Zombie's probably overdue a title shot at this stage. Uh, he's been around for years. He, obviously, he went MIA because he had to go serve time in the Korean Army. And I'd like to see Max Holloway fight the beat. And I think if Max can beat the beat, he deserves to get back in there. If the beat can beat Max, he deserves to be in there. I think that's, that's, they're the two fights to make. And again, that's what I was saying with Jose Aldo. If Korean Zombie wins the title, Jose Aldo's beaten Korean Zombie before. Or if Zabit wins the title, well, then Aldo could get have a faster chance of getting in there against Zabit. So it's like almost a quicker road for Aldo back to the featherweight belt than it will be the bantamweight. Does Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie sell, first of all? And second of all, what's Max Holloway doing from here? Well, like I said, I quite like uh, Holloway versus Abit. And I think if he beats his Abit, he could get a trilogy fight against Volkanovski. Does Volkanovski versus the Korean zombie sell? Not really, but does Volkanovski really sell against anyone not named Max Holloway? Let's be honest about it. You know what I mean? Um, well, 
Oh, no, no, just add another thing. Israel and Sanja is going to be taking on Paolo Costa. Where and when, we don't know, because Dana said mm. they could be staying there for way longer than expected, as we brought up last time. Like, you see 250 yeah. could be in Foyle Island as well. But if it does, I think New Zealand's after opening, and they're, they're allowing um, fans go to games. So let's see what happens there. But if they brought UFC to New Zealand, I know it would be short enough notice, but mm. if there's a will, there's a way. I shouldn't fight all of them, but short enough notice. But uh, you could have Borshina against Adesanya and then Volkanovski fighting on the, as the, on the co-main. On the co-main. Like, as you said, mm. put Peter Yan under Khabib, put Volkanovski under Adesanya, and then you're just building up these guys to later on go and headline themselves, you know? Oh, absolutely. Although I do feel there's something about Volkanovski that's like, not less likable. It's not that he's not likable. But I think when you when you beat Max Holloway, like, that's, you know, people are automatically going to almost dislike you, especially in the fashion that he did it in. And then on top of that, like, he's not overly entertaining to listen to, if that makes sense. He's almost a slightly boring character. Like, as Ian was saying in the last show, he wants to go write children's books. You know what I mean? He's not a, exactly the enigma of charisma. I know, I can agree. I can agree. But, uh, t- he he seems like cool crap though, you know. I don't think true, but like who knows? Maybe they'll do a triple header, and it'll be Khabib versus Justin Gaethje. It'll be Jan versus Aljamain Sterling, and then it'll be Volkanovski versus Abit, and they'll try and get three Russians on the one card. Volkov. But uh, fight who? Derek Lewis again? No, um, <laughs> not Derek Lewis. Jarzina Rosenstrike. Oh, nice. Yeah, let me bang, bro. So, uh, <laughs> what, a, what a quote. Uh, if you're enjoying the shows, by the way, hit a like and subscribe and let us know what you believe and think, you little rats. So, Ross, Kamara, who's, who's would beat Masvidal by decision? One of the greatest worldweight title fights that I've ever seen. But uh, where did both lads go from here? Well, there's, there's a war of words going on at the moment and there's a good case to be made for Gilbert Burns and Leon Edwards. Personally, I think I'd rather see Leon Edwards get his title shot. Uh, I think it is long overdue. Um, Gilbert Burns has actually just capitalised each time on Leon Edwards' you know, travel issues more than anything. Yeah. Uh, he, obviously, Woodley was supposed to come over to fight Edwards in the UK. Didn't happen. Woodley had enough fighting Gilbert Burns. And then Leon Edwards was supposed to get the title shot against Usman and then couldn't take it. And then next thing you know, Gilbert Burns are getting the title shot. So, Usman's next opponent is done and dusted. It's one of those two. I would prefer to see Leon Edwards get a title shot. Eight wins is much better than four wins. That's the two streaks that you have. Um, so, Leon Edwards who I'd rather see next. Do you see, make sure to put Leon Edwards on the longest lasting win streak? Yeah, longest win streaks. Yeah, and like Leon Edwards is on that. Now, obviously, he's on that because he's one of the highest. So, therefore... But they made sure to show that. They made sure to show that, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Uh, I agree now, after the dust has sort of settled, you're like, right. Leon Edwards versus Usman is what I want. And then, on the other side of things, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, to be honest, I'd like to see Jorge Masvidal fight Colby Covington. I want to see that piece, Bob, but it looks like they're leaning towards Covington versus Woodley. That looks like it's also going to take place in August. Um, probably the same card as Garbrandt and Marais. 
sounds like a good card. But I would love to see Compton versus uh, Masvidal. I'd love to see like the press conferences. I'd love to see the trash talk. I'd love to see the face-offs. I'd just be very hyped to see that fight. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have any of that stuff, really. I, just, I think, I think, yeah, but I think even the videos and the beef, you know, I mean, the beef will be there one way or the other, whether it's tweets or whatever, you know, what I mean, I, I feel like I'd be entertained. Yeah, I, I agree. But like, obviously, obviously, the cards have to go on, it went over a million pay per views. Um, yeah, incredible now. Yeah, it's unreal. But I don't, I don't think Masvidal is ever going to become champ. No, so neither do I. So therefore, I think they should take him in a different direction. He's as hot as as he's ever been. I think that I think the fight to make is Connor versus Masvidal. Well, I, again, massive fight, massive pay per view numbers. But one thing with Connor that I now look at is, what if obviously Khabib's dad has passed away? What if Khabib's out for a prolonged period of time, and Justin Gaethje's back on the table for Connor? And the title fight's back on the table for Connor, which I, is probably a possibility. I, I it, obviously like there's many possibilities, but I don't. Th- I think Khabib will fight. Would rather fight than relinquish the belt to let Connor go in and win it, and then be like the champ. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying he relinquishes. relinquishes it. I'm saying uh, Gage has to defend his interim title. I know that's obviously a possibility. I just is he. Connor's have to be in Cowboy 170. So that, that, therefore, we had the potential of having Masvidal. Masvidal stepping in on short notice. I feel he was, like, he was win-win. He was either A, become the champ, or B, getting a Conor McGregor fight. That's why he took the fight. Mm. And looking at it now, like a rematch against Usman, do you want to see that? Would things really change? No. Like. Oh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. But I'm saying Jorge Masvidal has made himself a big enough star now. That if he got one or two wins, he could get the Usman rematch. I know if that's I, what he wanted. He he could like dictate that way. I know. Like if he go if he went in there and fought Covington next and beat him and knocked him out, right? What happened? Who knows? I think that's a closer fight than the Usman fight. Oh, think? Why why would you think that? Like Covington and Usman was very close. Well, I think Usman's actually that bit bigger, so therefore he's actually that bit stronger. And I feel like Covington actually. Mixes up his striking that bit more with his wrestling, so I think he'd be more susceptible to actually get hit by mixing up his striking with his wrestling, as opposed to Usman only strikes to grapple, as opposed to Covington. Covington's always a bit like you know the way Frank Yeager fights, as in like he mixes up his striking and his grappling very very well, as opposed Co- to Covington's sort of like a snake when he fights. He's real. Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to do your last one at dance, but he's he's real like yeah, as opposed to I think. Also, the fact that Jorge Masvidal's training with him, like, probably he knows one or two things that he might be weak with. Same with Covington, though. He knows what Jorge might be weak with. Well, I feel like that would be a, a closer fight. Or there'll be more opportunities for Masvidal to try and get something to get a, get a win than there would be against Usman. Usman's, like, so safe. It's like, he's like, you're the fire, and here's the fire blanket just, like, straight over you, and it's, like, done. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Masvidal stands a chance against Colby Covington either. I think... Him versus Connor at 170. And you, like, I don't know, BMF belt, whatever it is, 
does that still count? I don't know, but I think that's I just think that's the fight to make because yeah. I also think there's a good chance that it'll be Masvidal versus Nate Diaz next in a rematch as well. If they can't get the Conor fight over the line, yeah. and look, the amount of pay-per-views that sells is just like easily doing. You I, know think what I, mean? I think Conor's definitely going to want to fight before the end of the year. Yeah, so do I. So do I. And maybe Conor can get, get a fight now that they've seen Masvidal can draw a pay-per-view and Conor can draw a pay-per-view they'll be like, right, that's the fight to make. It is. Draw I, a pay-per-view. I just think it is the fight to make. Mm. But the, uh, the the other sort of slight argument to that also is um, maybe UFC might be like right we'll keep Connor and Jorge separate because now we have two pay per view stars so now they get like two pay per views if you know what I mean so they could be like oh Connor versus Justin because that will do two million boys and then we'll do Diaz versus uh, Mazdal because that will do one and a half million boys and then we can get them to fight later down the road at some stage no matter what. Because, like, Justin Gaethje's not going to ever get to 2 million pay-per-view boys. But Conor versus Justin Gaethje will, if that makes so, sense. So are you saying if Gaethje beats Conor and Colby Compton beats Mastodon, then you put Conor against uh, Jorge? Yeah. Or, well, like, it, it, it doesn't actually really matter who wins because the Conor-Jorge fight is almost always there, if that makes sense. If Conor wins against Gaethje, you can be like, I'm going to fight Jorge for the Masvidal, for the BMF belt. And if Masvidal beats... Uh, Coming then, like they could still be like, that's the fight we're making. They could both win and still fight each other. You see, it doesn't. Well, obviously, Connor's retired now, but and obviously, uh, happy belated birthday as well. But um, it doesn't seem like he's that KG is really enticed no more. Yeah, but if be... that was your next fight, why would you retire? You know, true. But I, I think when he retired, it they were just talking about doing. Gaethje Khabib yeah I know but like if Gaethje's back on the table with a belt you'd be like right grand and you get to do the Khabib rematch I know yeah so what do you want next sorry for Usman and Masvidal well Usman could retire and I'd be happy enough with that that's the, <laughs> man, that's the thing because he, he's after like just dominating now he's, people don't really give a shit about, like, like the road with Usman Covington more people are still in the car to see what Masvidal is going to do next because he comes across as a fucking badass. You know what? I want to see Usman versus Edwards and I want to see Masvidal versus Covington. They're the two fights I want to see in the welterweight division. I think they both make sense and they both have a bit of a grudge to them and I want to see them on the same card as well. Okay. That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. So are we going to look at tonight's card? Yeah, is there anyone else you want to give a shout out on that card there for? Uh, yeah, big shout out to my man Jiri, who uh, got the knockout win over Volcom. Man, he, he looks so awkward, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. What was he like, doing to his wrist the whole time? I, I don't, I don't actually really know. And uh, his shots came from such awkward angles. It was bizarre is the only way I can really describe it. But yeah. it was an absolute great job by him. Got the knockout. I actually think he could fight Dominic Reyes next. I said that someone some goes, what, for the title? And I was like, I don't know, but like he beat Volcon. Volcon has a, uh, what's called a split decision loss to Reyes. And like everyone else is tied up. You know what I mean? Uh, Thiago Santos fighting Clover Teixeira. Uh, Anthony Smith is fighting uh, Rekic. You know what I mean? Like, why not? I, I, also th- I also think him versus Johnny Walker would like be a fascinating fight to watch style-wise. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, else... that's shout out to my boy. No, I think that's it. Well, David Grant got the win as well. Fair play to him and the bonus. Yeah, and Mac won. American, you got the win as well. <clears throat> you know what I want to see? Mac won by Bryce Mitchell. I want to see those two on the ground. <laughs> Let them roll, bro. Let them roll. <laughs> 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 oh, I've got written down the whole show waiting to say that I knew you'd call that but uh, <laughs> only goes with you okay right so the uh, <laughs> oh, are, are we doing two cards now are we yeah well, like I mean there's not massively to go into any other card to be honest because people were here to see what the, what the crack is for Jorge Macedon next but you uh, see Fight Night is on tonight Catter is taking on Oig Dan Oig against Ka- no E-Gay man I oh, know, man. It's just that's why we pronounce it here. Like Brett Favre, that's not how you spell Favre. That's Favre. Yeah, it's Favre. Favre. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're. Uh, I'm just in the main event. Calvin Catter is taking on Dan Ike for the featherweight title. What man, they're not fighting for the featherweight title. Would you go away with that? Sorry, uh, they're fighting in the featherweight division. What do you expect from this fight? And then we'll go through some other people that people should, other fights people should should. Yeah. Have. D- uh, Danny Ige actually looked really, really good against Barboza. He got the job done there. It was a tight decision, but uh, he got the nod. But I like Calvin Cater. Uh, he's been in more five-round fights. Uh, I think he actually is more well-rounded. And I like him to get the job done there. Yeah, I'm going with Cater as well on this one. Uh, Tim Elliott's here in flyweight division against Brian Benoit. Um, man, Tim Elliott was like the closest person to beating Demetrius Johnson. And now he's here languishing at number 13 in the flyweight division. Man, it's a, it's a bit of a funny fight, to be honest. And, like, Ryan Benoit lost the last fight. So, like, I, I don't know how they managed to make this the co-main event. And Tim Elliott's fighting for his career. He's lost his last three fights in the UFC. Uh, it's a strange one. Um, to be honest, I'm going to pick Tim Elliott to get the job done. He seems to be when his back's against the wall, he can get the job done here. And he's got some very obscure submissions. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, what could be in the... One of the fights in the night, bar obviously the main event. Uh, Jimmy Rivera has taken on Cody Stammen. Yeah, Stammen, uh, look, geez, he, he didn't wait long from his uh, last fight. Um, obviously, his brother there recently died, and he went out and got the job done against Brian Callagher. He's coming back in here now. Obviously, these two are bantamweights, agreed to fight on featherweight at short notice. I like Cody to get the job done here. Uh, Jimmy is an absolute bulldozer, but I don't know, I feel like after he got KO'd, uh, by Marlon Marais, I almost question uh, question where he's been at because he's lost twice since to uh, the two best guys in the division, Aljo and Piotr Jan. I'm going to go with Jimmy Riviera film. Uh, our mate Molly McCann is fighting as well against Talia Santos. Yeah, we're going to pick Molly McCann on that one, get the job done. She's saying she's getting the finish, so we'll be cheering her on for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, SPG's John Phillips is also fighting on the card. Uh, um, Modestas, and Chris Fishgold, Modestas Bukowskas, the Cage Warriors light heavyweight champion, is fighting this card as well. Fish you know what? I'm not, I'm not joking, right, Basmo? If you got the wallet out in this and you did a accumulator on Jack Shore, Bukowskas, uh, Ricardo Ramos, Al Hassan, uh, Molly McCann, and Calvin Carter, I think you could win a few, Bob. Nice one for people listening. Make sure to check this out. Uh, then also, uh, UFC is on Saturday night as well. It's actually a way better card, but um, it's being headlined by Jefferson Figueroa 
Figueroa versus Joey Benavides. Last time they fought, Figueroa missed weight, still won the fight. Uh, this one's for the flyweight title. Ross, what are you, are you expecting the same from Devison, or are you expecting Joey B to... Uh, yeah, well, I actually have heard rumours that uh, Figueroa actually, like, had COVID-19 and was going to have to pull out of the fight. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, also, like, I'm worried about Figueroa missing weight. But, look, we'll be cheering our mate on, Joey B, to get the job done. Um, he's just a nice guy and a legend. So, like, when you meet someone, you're like, that's my guy. Yeah, no, very biased, man. But like, yeah. we're notoriously known for that. And the co-main event, oh yeah, I'm, because of what you just said there, if Devison's out, I want Joey B to win as well. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And uh, the co-main event, who knows? Maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, see, Alexander Pantoja there. He was fighting on the main card. Yeah. I might just go. Do you want to fight for the title? Yes, please. Right, you're in. You versus Benavides. Yeah. At least there's another flyweight on the card. That's all I'm saying. Pantoja previously beat. Team Rhinos, Neil Siri. Yeah. Uh, Jack Manson in the, in the co-main event is taking on Kelvin Gastelum. Now, this is going to be a goal in Roscoe. Yeah, definitely will be. Um, look, Hermanson, I think, shocked most people with his uh, sort of meteoric rise, one might almost say. Uh, he's one of the best middleweights in the world. Kelvin Gastelum obviously went absolute toe-to-toe with Israel Adesanya. Um Look, when Hermanson beat um, Jack Ray, I was like, right, this fella's the real deal. But, I don't know, I think Gaslam is, like, so good everywhere that, like, he, he sort of doesn't mind banging out on the feet. He's also quite good on the ground. I feel like I'm leaning towards Gaslam, but don't be absolutely shocked if you saw um, Jack Hermanson maybe get in a sneaky uh, guillotine or a rear naked choke. Uh, obviously Gaston got choked out before by Chris Wyman so anything is possible yeah I'm going for Gaston for this one what a legend that's a great fight to look forward to on the weekend then uh, also Ireland's own Joe Duffy is fighting the lightweight division against Joel Alvarez that's one Eddie Alvarez's cousin not really oh right no. and then, uh, <laughs> then also Wales' Brett Johns is on the card as well expect a submission there yeah um, uh Good calls, by the way. Good calls. And D- Davy Ramos is fighting a lightweight there. He's unbelievable black belt on the ground. So if you're looking to make a few bob, him for submission is always a shout. Yeah, there's a huge representation of Europe as well. Mark D. Casey is on the card as well. So Ross, yeah. that, that, that sort of wraps everything up. Uh, I don't know what else you want to say. Is there anything else we sort of missed out on? Also, next week's show will be previewing Darren Hill against Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker. Unbelievable. That's- yeah, tune for that one it's going to be incredible we might get one or two guests on the show from now till then um, look if you are enjoying the MMA shows make sure to like share subscribe it means a lot to us and as always stay energised stay energised <laughs>